There we go. Okay. Step one, I can figure out the remote. That's a good thing. Uh, my name is not Tim Brown. <laughs> um, Tim has been meeting himself coming and going for this past week, and so I am the relief pitcher, as it were, to help out with that process. I'm going to share with you, uh, I did a study in this concept of hope, which is what I'm talking about today. I did a study on this, and I presented some of this in a class back in April when I was looking at the YouTube videos. I figured that out. And so uh, as I was going through my study last night like that, I also uh, regenerated my powers of PowerPoint, which was a good thing too. Um, but this idea of hope, when I first started looking into it, it was kind of one of those vague little concepts that people talk about all the time. And, and you know, and I'm going like, yeah, I need to get more into that like that because I can remember myself saying, I hope I can fill in the blank. I hope I will be able to fill in the blank. And the more I thought about it, uh, a couple of examples came to mind where medical people that I rely on, they provide hope, if you really think about it. And I'm grateful for that. But also, I am repairing a fence in the backyard. And all the hoping in the world is not going to get it fixed. So, so those are the kind of things that run through my head at the time. Uh, like Janine knows, weird things run through my head. Anyway, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have made, I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3-5. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because your gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we live among you for your sake. So, as I get started with this kind of lesson like that, I'm always trying to figure out definitions. So, what is hope? One of those questions that people ask, uh, strangely enough, not strangely enough, uh, psychologists have been studying this for a number of years, and they don't have all of the definition like they should in, so I added something to it. I like that. But the thing that really grabs me out of the concept of hope is the idea, my verb rating too much, uh, is a whole idea of what is it so I can really get a handle on it. And so I'm just going to share a few things in this study about what I have learned from hope. Hope is... Feeling optimistic that my future can be better than the present. Number two, identifying pathways to help me move from where I am now to where I want to be. Having the motivation to make it so and 
a fundamental spiritual and social relationship. I like that pretty well. I like that definition. The thing that really grabbed me out of this whole thing was number two, identifying pathways to help me move from where I am now to where I want to be, which really indicates that it is an active process. It's relational. It's a process that we have to pay attention to. I go back to my example of the fence. I can hope all I want to that it's going to get fixed. But until I have a pathway and figure out what I'm going to do with it, it's not going to get fixed. Same with anything spiritually. If I want to move spiritually forward, just wishing or hoping without a pathway, it's just not going to get there. One reason why Tim's doing the studies on 95.5 and discipleship and things like that. It is a process we're looking at. So, to add more scripture to this concept, Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And it is incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm. So, I like this idea of this active process because when I look at hope and I'm trying to figure out, looking back at my history, looking back when people talk to me like that, when you're offering hope, if I go see a doctor, I'm relying on a certain amount of hope that the doctor knows what they're doing and he's going to give me a pathway to where I need to go. Now, it's up to me whether I decide I take that pathway or not, which happens a lot. So, came across this saying, for Christians, as Christians, we never have the option of giving up hope. It was by a theological uh, professor of some sort. So. But I like the saying because if you really think about it and you look at the scriptures we just got through talking about, you have no option in that area. There's no option there. That As Christians, we never have the option of giving up hope because it's been given to us, as we talked about in the scriptures. Romans 5, to, to reemphasize. Not only so, but we as also glory in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Once again, this whole idea of being very active in its process. And, you know, when I was thinking about I think, you know, were some of the, what were some of the weird questions people ask about this thing? So, some may ask. And one question people might come up with is, well, isn't hope just wishful thinking? Uh, no. Because when they dissect this whole process, you look at hope is and wishing. Wishing is pretty vague, very general in its nature. I wish for a bucket full of money. Well, kind of nice, but, you know, it's kind of the general thing. It's kind of vague. 
It's passive. That thing about the passive thing just really grabs me a lot for that. It's very passive, and there's no plan. There's nothing active to that process. Another question people might ask is, isn't hope the same as optimism? There's some commonalities. They're both pretty positive in their nature. But once again, optimism is just an attitude. It's nothing to it. It's just an attitude. It's a concept in your head. Hope is directed towards what is possible. In other words, an active process works like that. And hope is relational. You know, and this is where I struggle with quite a bit in this area. Because then when I talk about relational and I talk about being active, and then the big me shows up. My barrier of the big me shows up, this sociological concept that came back a long time ago, how people get self-centered and all that stuff. But the big me centers hope in myself, my vision, my motivation, my tenacity, my goals, rather than being centered on Jesus. And that's not to say you can't have ideas, but what is it, where's it coming from? What's pushing it? You know, these ideas, these goals like that. The Christian hope centers on the gift, the relationship with God. Therefore, it is relational, as Tim talked about upreach, what we're talking about. So when we talk about that and talking about the big me, that's something I have to really pay attention to because, you know, I teach some of this stuff, so I really get ingrained in, this is my goal, and this, you know, but you start listening to the wording. I was talking to somebody earlier this week that I listen to the language of people talking to me, which kind of freaks people out from time to time, but just how I am. Anyway, so, but you listen to the wording of how I have, and you look up there and you see my, 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 my. Things I have to work on is getting it more Christ-centered in my hope, because that pushes me along in what I do. Once again, didn't we just say, as Christians, we never have the option of giving up hope? Psalms 135. I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. Psalms 147, 11. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. So when we talk about hope and this concept of hope and being, you know, very pushing forward, but you have a pathway and you have the motivation, but is it Christ-centered is the whole idea when we look at the hope. And you can, a lot of people, whether we realize or not, we give people hope just by being in relationships with people. You know, if you are in the medical field, you're giving people a certain amount of hope that whatever you tell them to do is going to help them out. This is a teacher one. Teachers give hope because how many times have you, we've already had this conversation with other people before, how many times have you talked to students and said, if I could only pass algebra? <laughs> You're there to give them hope that you can. But what do they have to do? Yeah, the homework, the work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but that's still giving a measure of hope. See where I'm coming from, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
I hear that a lot in college. <laughs> if I can only get past algebra. Well, have you gone to lab? Well, no. Well, have you talked to the teacher? Well, no. You still have to be an active process. Same thing. Spiritually, you know, I need to work on these kind of things. One of the things they know about hope is that it does transform us, if you pay attention to this kind of concept. This is in Luke 18, 35, 43. This is the story of the blind beggar. Okay. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Did he just sit there? You can see the process now, active process here. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered that the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want from me? Lord, I want to see, he replied, very specific, active. Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. So you look at that, is that hope needs to be relational, spiritually and socially. So given that, a couple of reflective questions for you. Ask ourselves these questions talking about the relational and upreach and all that. Question one, imagine you have a face-to-face meeting with God quarterly. What do you want to say to him? What do you want to do? Plan accordingly. See the plan part in there? Okay. Question number two, imagine Jesus has invited you on a walk, just a stroll, to have a conversation with us to remind us that life is bigger than the busy self. Something to think about. So it's relational. It's kind of thing. And when I'm talking about the hope thing, I thought it was real interesting that the active part is really important, but also the relational part. I mean, if I am, say, I want better health, I still have to have the relationship with the medical staff. You know, if I want to have a better relationship with God, what do I need to do? I've got to work on these things. So it's a relational kind of things that we're looking at. And prayer is a big part of that. Hope. Spend some time in prayer, which once again is relational. And some people will tell me, and I've heard people tell me over time that, yeah, I prayed and I prayed, but, you know, I just, I'm just not getting much out of it. Well, you probably are, but you don't know. They did an experiment, a psychological experiment, and they had three groups of people. And they wanted to talk about prayer and how people did with prayer and hope in that sense. So they had three groups. You had the prayer group. You had the relaxation group, you know, kind of chill out a little bit. You know, maybe that'll help you out. And then you had the control group, which we call, yeah, they get to do whatever they want to group. Nothing new. 
they ran it for a couple of weeks. Of course, you know, trying to get people to do things for a couple of weeks is kind of hard, but they did the best they could, trying to get like that. And then once they finished at the end of this couple of week time period, they tested them on a score of hope, a hope scale. Those who prayed had a higher score on the hope scale than the relaxation group or the control group. So that gives you more information about that, what's going on with that. So, speaking of relational, we talked about going up, we talked about staying within ourselves. Invest in the lives of the family, relational. Share our hopes. Loan it to others when they are down. And seek others to give hope when you are depleted. I think that's an important part. This is where you come as family, come to God as family. And you experience the quality of the connection that you're looking for with God and with one another. You know, one of the things that some of the research has shown recently is that with the COVID and all these things going on, a lot of people had the mindset. Because we had this massive technology and we had the social media and we have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and on and on and on and on, all those versions like that, that people would be more connected. No, did not happen that way. When they looked at the research, they're finding that people who, it's great that that's out there, the social media is out there like that, but they're also noticing that there has been a significant increase in diagnosis of depression and anxiety at the same time, because there's no connection, really. That's what they're talking about. And people are don't, they don't know what to do. There's no purpose. There's no pathway. There's no activity there. There's no pathway in what to do. They did another research where they looked at a uh, sophomore in college. And fortunately for them, they were just measuring the concept of exercise in somebody's life. But just about that time, COVID hit. And they said, Ooh, let's just continue to see what happens. And so they did. And they started measuring depression, anxiety, and all these different things by different scales. Asked students who were doing part online and part face-to-face classes, but now they're all in remote versions. And they were asking them questions about, are you more connected or less connected? And they all said, not all said, but most of them said, eh, not so much, not so much connected. Even though you had this tremendous technology, still not connected as much as they would like it to be. They also found out that if people who had a particular pattern in life, whether it's 95.5 or like that, have patterns, it's an exercise pattern like that, if they maintain that from the time they started to the time they ended, those diagnoses didn't increase at all. Depression didn't increase. Anxiety didn't increase. None of it increased. The ones who increased the ones who didn't have a plan. They had no pathway, in other words. I'll talk about it. And they, even if when they implemented a short-term exercise program, they got better. But as soon as, exor- as, soon as the experiment was over with, they went back to the couch potato thing. And then, once again, depression and anxiety went back up again. But it was, there was just no connection. There's a lot of connection there. Relational. 
connection like that. So, this is where you come. This is where you experience that quality connection everybody's looking for. And with one another, with God, with one another, it's the connection that really makes something like that. When you talk to people about churches and things like that, what brings people there is the relationships. It's the connection people have with folks. So remember, as Christians, we never have the option of giving up hope. So I'd like to take time at this point and say, if anybody needs that hope, needs that connection, please come talk to one of the elders, talk to somebody else, talk to Tim as we sing our next